Time is our most precious commodity, but we spend too much effort and thought, too much time, on stuff that actually holds us back. We also avoid a couple of things that make all the difference. Today, I'm going to name five things authors should quit doing in Writing Pursuits, episode 36. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Writing Pursuits and write and produce the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. Hey, Writing Pursuits authors, welcome back to the podcast. To those of you who are new, I want to extend a special welcome. My name is Catherine McKee, and I help authors write great stories. Please leave a comment, a star rating, and follow the show to help others find Writing Pursuits. This year, 2022, is racing by. As I record this, Flag Day is coming up, as well as Father's Day in the U.S., the Sunday, with a special shout out to Juneteenth, which for those of you outside the U.S. is June the 19th. Y'all, time is our most precious commodity. We can't slow it down or get it back. The only thing we can do is be mindful of how we use it. So do I mean you need to be busy and working and hustling 24-7, 365? No, not not at all. Rest and rejuvenation are essential ways to use our time. However, there are ways authors can safeguard writing time and make the most of it. Some of these might surprise you. I'm especially concerned for new authors because I have personally made every one of these mistakes, much to my regret. Here are five things authors should quit doing. Number one. Quit comparing yourself to experienced, best-selling authors. I mean it. Stop comparing your beginning to someone else's middle or ending. Does that make sense? Experienced, best-selling authors have been at this business for a while. Their sales tactics and writing strategies won't necessarily work for newer authors. An author with a backlist of 7 to 10 books is going to have a different more refined set of skills than an author with zero, two, or even four books. New writers need to be focused on spending the hours and writing the words to achieve mastery, on getting to the end, on seeking critique, on revising their work, and on publishing, rinse and repeat. Also, tactics change over time, and the things your idols did when they were getting started don't necessarily work anymore. For example, a few weeks ago, I talked about whether or not authors should spend time blogging. That was episode 33. The answer isn't black and white, of course, but don't blindly follow in someone's footsteps trying to imitate everything they did back then, including blogging. We all start at page zero. We all begin with no published work. Learn from more experienced authors But stop comparing your results to theirs and blindly copying what they do or did. That's a terrible waste of time. Number two, quit abandoning projects. 
Oh yeah, this one kind of bites. If we each had $100 for every project we abandoned after the first five chapters, we could go on a really nice vacation, right? This is your coach speaking. It's okay to stop writing a project you just can't figure out. I know. It seemed so promising. You loved the main character. The world building was thrilling, but something just wasn't right. You lost confidence in the idea and you decided to put it away. Here's the problem. You need to practice finishing manuscripts. So I'm going to give you a strategy to use from now on. You're going to say I'm crazy, but hear me out. This will make the time you quote unquote wasted on a project count for something. Ready? Skip the middle and write an ending. Maybe it won't be the ending. Maybe it won't be a great ending. It doesn't have to be super long. Just kind of brainstorm a conclusion to the story based on what you've written so far. Write a pie in the sky happily ever after ending or destroy the universe. Write an ending to the story as you know it. The content of the ending doesn't matter as much as getting to the end. And who says you can't write two or more endings? Now put the project aside. If you want, carefully store it in an archive of potential ideas. You never know when something will click about an old story idea. Getting to the end, no matter how frustrating that is, is a valuable use of time. It's a valuable experience. So stop abandoning projects and tossing them in file 13. Practice getting to the end and kind of hoard those ideas in a certain spot. Store them away. Number three. Quit creating your own covers. Ugh. If you are a trained designer, then knock yourself out. Obviously, this tip doesn't apply to you. Yes, I have created a book cover on my own, and it even turned out okay. But I spent days learning Photoshop to turn out an okay cover when I should have hired a cover designer to create a fantastic cover. Do I remember what I learned in Photoshop? Not a bit. I can hear you saying Canva is easier, but Canva is not Illustrator or Photoshop. Just stop it. Stop. Your book cover is the first thing a buyer sees and its importance cannot be exaggerated. Readers see hundreds of covers in a single buying session and you don't want your cover to stand out for the wrong reasons. Your cover has a fraction of a second on Amazon or on a bookshelf to be evaluated. Save your nickels, dimes, and dollars. Stop going to Starbucks. Do whatever you have to do to hire a good cover designer and save your time for writing the next book. If you just really, really cannot afford to hire a cover designer, get a pre-made cover. It's probably going to be better than you can produce yourself, and it's certainly a better use of time. Number four, quit avoiding critique. Um, that's another one that applies to me. But every time, every time I sought critique, my work improved by miles and swiftly too. So how is that going to save me time, you ask? It takes time to garner critiques. Often you need to take the time to critique someone else's work while you wait for them to critique yours. How does that save time? Two ways. You learn from someone else's mistakes and you get help spotting your weaknesses, so you become a better writer sooner. The trick is to be choosy about your critique partners, to find that person you can trust to tell you the truth in a way you can respect. 
Most often, this is not your mother or your sister or brother, but a good critique partner will save you time, buckets of time in the long run. Your writing can improve much sooner if you seek out critique. Your work will be ready for prime time much sooner if you stop avoiding thoughtful criticism. Get out there and beat the bushes to find a partner or a small group of authors willing to swap critiques. Grow a thick skin and bite the bullet. This is a good way to use your time to save time in the end. What is the fifth thing to quit doing? The answer in a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. Writing Pursuits is run by Catherine McKee, who has been trusted by fiction authors since 2014 to take their writing to a new level of excellence. Catherine is a three-story method certified editor who specializes in story diagnostics, coaching, and line editing to help you prepare your story for the journey ahead. For more information, go to writingpursuits.com. The link is in the show notes. And now, back to the podcast. So far, We have covered four things you should quit doing, comparing yourself to experienced best-selling authors. Your beginning is not the same as their middle or end. Abandoning projects before you write an ending, creating your own covers, and avoiding critique. Number five, quit waiting to create an email list. You knew I was going to say that. I've been telling my authors to create an email list since long before writing pursuits started. Neglecting to build an email list is the biggest mistake I made as a new author, and it continues to be something I regret. Make building a list your priority, and it's easy. Write a short story and format it on draft to digital Put it on BookFunnel and create a landing page. Share your landing page link and continue to share it. When you have one subscriber, start sending out a newsletter every month. If you don't know how to communicate with your subscribers, or even if you think you do, read Tammy Labreck's Newsletter Ninja book. Building a reader community is supposed to be fun. Don't overcomplicate having an email list. Sign up for a free MailerLite or ConvertKit account and get started building your list. Spending time on your list is never time wasted. And when your book launches, at least someone who has downloaded your short story and stayed on your email list will know who you are and buy your book. Every mailing list starts at zero. You must earn your readers. That's the truth. So stop waiting to create your mailing list. As I said before, I have made all of these mistakes, all of them, and I want to help you avoid making the same mistakes. What are some things you need to quit doing to succeed as an author? I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this this topic. That's the question of the week. What are some things you need to quit doing to succeed as an author? Leave your answer at writingpursuits.com forward slash podcast forward slash 36. That's all I have for today. Until next time, keep writing. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will sign up for the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes and keep writing, my friends. Keep writing. Keep writing.